Welcome to the Inspire to Invest podcast, where we're sharing stories from real estate investors and how investing has changed their lives. This episode of Inspire to Invest has been brought to you by Coast to Coast Homes and Real Power. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Inspire to Invest podcast. I have an amazing guest today named Dale Degagne. And to give you a little bit of information about Dale before he goes into all of the information that he'd like to share, I'll read a little bit of a bio. So he is a real estate developer joining us from Victoria, British Columbia. He makes eco-conscious, cost-effective, purpose-built multifamily buildings. He's very passionate about systems and automations, and his big goal is to be making 3D printing multifamily housing using modular tech and recycled plastic. So thank you so much for being with us today. I'm glad to be here. Very glad. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you. So I guess where I like to start is what you were doing before you got into real estate. Yeah. Um, so before I got into real estate when I was 20, so... There wasn't a whole lot of time in my life before that. Um, <laughs> it's all but, I've ever uh, done. <laughs> yeah, it's all I've ever done. No, uh, so I started about 20 years ago and um, I started out with house hacking and multifamily buy rent or buy rehab rent and repeats and or burrs as some people like to call them. Yeah. And But before that, uh, I dabbled a bit in construction. Um, I did some door-to-door sales and marketing. And then uh, when I realized that that wasn't a super stable income and I needed a stable base, I actually yeah. joined the military. And that's uh, that was my full-time income while I built my, my first real estate portfolio. Yeah. So I guess what was the catalyst? Because that's a lot younger than I would say the average investor. <laughs> so what was it that made you think like, this is something that, you know, I could be doing and I could do well with? Yeah. Well, so when I was 19, I was living in this, uh, a two bedroom apartment with like four other guys there. I had, uh, I literally was sleeping on an air mattress, uh, working as a door to door salesman, but that, um, it was one of those companies that, uh, it really sold the dream. The yeah. dream was, you know, you build a big sales team and then you get, you have your own office and then you yeah. make lots of money and you, then you reinvest that in real estate and everyone touted, uh, think, think and grow rich and rich dad, poor dad. The yeah. only problem was that I was not a very good salesman. And so, uh, I didn't have enough money to even buy these, you know, $10 books. Yeah. Um, eventually I realized that I needed this steady, stable, steady income. And so I went and I worked full time in the military, but, uh, on my first paycheck, I used it to buy those two books. And so I was, I started saving and studying. Um, and then, uh, yeah, saving and studying. And that was kind of like the, the catalyst. Although, uh, there was some hard times actually. I remember during that kind of time period in my life, I'm studying, I'm saving. I did have a car and I had a car accident and I had to actually make a decision whether I dipped into my down payment savings or, uh, or to buy a new car or if I kept, you know, kept pushing towards real estate. And so I I walked my butt through a snowstorm to get to my mortgage pre-approval meeting. (laughs) Oh, and that's the thing I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, in some ways saving up, especially now, just even by your primary residence is so expensive. So a lot of people could be thinking like, how am I supposed to buy these investment properties? (laughs) So, you know, I think that's one thing that is really important. Like there's kind of like where you were now, but now, with the projects that you're working on, you're not necessarily using your own money in those deals. You're raising money from other investors to basically support your projects. Isn't that right? Yeah, absolutely. The uh, There's definitely a transition that's happened over the last 20 years for me. Uh, that, that also has to do with where I'm investing and why I'm yeah. investing and how I'm investing. But real estate's no longer a, a solo sport for me. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about that transition and how you're managing that? 
Yeah, um, that's actually been uh, that's a it's a really challenging transition because I do like to do things myself, um, and Mm-hmm. I, Don't we all? yeah, <laughs> yeah. The I would say that for that transition, it's been a lot more of understanding that it's not just about being a, a really good investor; it's about <laughs> uh, running an investment company, and that company's job is to is to make money for the investors. yeah. And so once I made that mental shift, it, it became a little bit easier. And then it was uh, past that. It was trying to wrap my brain around, uh, you know, like being very, very willing to risk my own money uh, on projects, but less willing to risk other people's money. Because that's that's kind of the worst day in, in someone's life is to have to say, hey, sorry, you know, I didn't I wasn't able to, to fulfill on what I promised. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. and, and so that's been kind of a good mental hurdle for me to, to get over. Yeah, no, that's huge. Now you talked about being in the military and obviously now you're focusing on real estate investing full-time. So were you straddling both sides for a while or like, how did you make that leap to be doing it full-time? Yeah, so it took me about eight years um, of kind of haphazard. I'll call it haphazard investing. I would, I was a twenty-year-old, right? So I would, uh, I saved up, I bought a place, I put money into fixing it. I worked in the military full time, and then I'd go home at night and renovate uh, and work on the renovations, eat some pizza, and and go to sleep and do it all again. And I would do that, uh, you know, for a few months at a time, and then Yeah. there'd be a lull where I would, you know, be a typical twenty-year-old, but also saving money for my next. Uh, my next investment, right? Um, Yeah. yeah, so it took me about eight years to get to the point where my income uh, matched my expenses. Mm And hmm then I was like, this is awesome. I quit my job and I went and I bummed around for a few years doing you know, passion projects, started a family, lived overseas for a few years, Yeah. uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Now, obviously you Got some diverse experience. What would you say are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned and knowing what you know now, like what would you go back and do different? Um, I would say that the, the biggest lessons are probably about three of them. I would say number one, uh, start with where, where you want to be in your life. Like everyone talks about investing and then they talk about being a full-time real estate investor. Like it's a, uh, like it's, it is the goal to strive for. And the reality Yeah. is, you know what, it should just be about what do you want your life to look like? You know, how, what's your work-life balance? What are your fam What's your family situation? And then build your investing and your work to support that. Yeah. Uh, and just reverse engineer it all. Um, and your plan may never include uh, being an active par working partner in an investment, uh, investing, and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, number two, I would say niche down. Um, you know, you, if you go over here and you do short-term rentals and you go over here and you do multifamily uh, burrs and then you go over here and do land developments, there are three very different ways of investing. There are very different outcomes, very different skill sets. Yeah. Uh, niche down, don't dabble. Pick one that fits your investment goals and then get educated and maybe tag along with someone who's doing what you want what you want to do and then decide at that after that if you it's actually something you want to do on your own and then the third one is uh, don't quit when your income matches your expenses get like 30 to 50 percent above that uh because life life situations change you know family situations change where you live changes prices go up you want to make sure that that income that passive income is still growing to keep up with those expenses Yeah, no, I think that's huge. And I think that's where a lot of people have been struggling in the last couple of years with inflation and stuff like that, because obviously salaries are not going up to match the rate of inflation. And I think that's why, you know, I wanted to start this podcast because I know for me, I would have been, you know, not in such good shape during COVID had I not been investing. So I think for anyone out there that's just working one job that has a single source of income, to me, that's almost the most risky that you can be because at any 
you know, juncture that could change. You could lose your job. You could have an illness. You could have a life event happen. So I think that's where it's important to start strategizing and thinking of how you can put your money to use or your time to use in different ways just to protect yourself. Yeah, absolutely. To, to take that even a step further. So if you have your your income that you're you're working your job, maybe your spouse has a job yeah. and then you start investing, you generate some income and some revenue from that. Uh, if you both quit your jobs, you're down to a single store, source of income, even mm-hmm. if it's over five, six, 10 properties, yeah. right? You're down to that single source of income and the, the, the same economic factors impact rental housing mm-hmm. the same, right? Uh, if yeah. you have them all in the same town, it's again, so yeah, so strategizing and, and spreading out your risk is, is really key. Yeah, no, agreed. Now, I guess just when it comes to successes, so on the flip side of the coin, what would you say that you're most proud of when it comes to your accomplishments? Um, other than still being here 20 years later, um, <laughs> no, I, I only say that half sarcastically. Uh, I would say I don't tend to count my investment successes very much because for me, it's never been about the money. It's always been about doing really cool projects. Um, yeah. You know, I just, you know, originally it was just that I wanted to kind of prove my my uncle wrong who said, he said, join the military, join him for 20 years and make something of yourself. And that's the only way you're ever going to do it. And I was like, yeah. oh, I'll show you. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to invest in real estate. Yeah. And, and that was, um, you know, so I don't really count those successes, but I would say that, um, I'm working towards my greatest success. You can actually, sure. you can't really see it in the video, but you can see it up on my wall. This is yeah. my, my vision tracker. Uh, that is my, this is my pathway to being able to 3D print modular homes. Yeah. Uh, this is my three-year org chart. That is all about building up the uh, the small uh, multi-unit development process or development company that I'm doing right now. Yeah. Build that and then I can build the, uh, get get into 3D printing modularly, modularly to make multifamily homes. So that's uh yeah that's i'm always looking for that bigger next bigger success and that's probably how i'd answer that yeah no i think that makes perfect sense so i'm just going to take a really quick break for a word of our sponsors and we'll be right back i'm deanna boyden ceo of real power where female investors and entrepreneurs come together to enjoy real content real connections and real collaborations our events and programs are designed to give women the type of community, the type of support, the type of learning that they need to flourish in this business. We have a 12-month mastermind program starting a fall cohort in October. Also, we have our upcoming Canmore event, October 20th to 22nd in the beautiful Rocky Mountains, featuring a full slate of powerful female speakers, great interactive sessions, and of course, our beloved Sequence Social. And if you or someone you know are just looking to get started in real estate investing, be sure to check out the Girlfriend's Guide to Real Estate Investing, kicking off in September of 2023. You can find this and more at real-power.ca. We hope to see you soon. Upcoming events for Real Power include the Real Power Mastermind Fall Cohort, the Girlfriend's Guide to Real Estate Investing, Real Weekend Fall Retreat in Canmore, and the Real Power Weekend in Palm Springs. To get in touch with Real Power, contact Deanna Boyden, the CEO of Real Power Ladies at Deanna at realpower.ca. For more, go to real-power.ca online. Thanks again for following along with this episode of Inspired to Invest. In addition to real estate, investing, and running my own brand experience agency for 18 years, I also published a book called The Accidental Entrepreneur in October of 2021. 
This is my story, and it chronicles how I turned tragedy into triumph to embrace my destiny in entrepreneurship. If you're interested in picking up a copy, you can find the link at serenahomesrealtor.com, and you can also find my link tree with all of the retailers in the details below. Thanks again for your support. Welcome to Coast to Coast Homes Canada. We are Colin and Nicole, the passionate founders. We started this journey because we know that real estate investing may not be easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Our education and our relationships have formed the bedrock of our success. We invest time, energy, and care in both. Our portfolio has grown from basement suites and duplexes to apartment buildings and land development, and we're just getting started. Reach out to us to set up a time to chat. You never know where one call will lead you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Inspired to Invest podcast. I've got Dale Degagne here, and he's talking about everything from modular printing and being in the military to how he got to investing in real estate full time. So we talked about lessons and successes. Now, when it comes to obstacles, what do you think is the biggest thing that you've faced so far and how did you overcome it? Um, I have to say the biggest obstacle for me is it's been allowing myself to to dream big. Um, so I come from a place from a, a group of people, a small town, Northern Ontario. You didn't talk about money. Um, you definitely didn't try and make a lot of it. You took the safe road always and the road that was always most traveled. Yeah. Um, the, the biggest challenge was really just to start believing that, you know, that I am worthy, that I'm powerful enough, smart enough. Uh, you know, I insert whatever word you want enough to, to be able to dream big, uh, not only dream big, but also to achieve those. Mm-hmm. And so it was a big mind shift, mind shift set for mindset shift, mindset shift for me. There we go. We to got go it. From, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, to go from say, you know, be successful, but not too successful that you might rock the boat, or you might yeah. alienate yourself. Like you got to get a past that uh, mm-hmm. and be kind of unapologetic about it, yeah. and do what's right for you. And um, yeah, so I've just that was the biggest mindset shift for me. Um, it was less about believing in myself. Some people talk about it's believing in yourself. It was less about believing in myself and more about, um, am I allowed to? Is that like being a good and right and noble person to be yeah. able to, you know, to want those things or to to push for those goals? Uh, and I'll say we wouldn't have light bulbs without it. We wouldn't have electric cars without it. So, yeah, you know, it's okay yeah. to dream big. Uh, so dream big and do cool things. Yeah, I think so. And I think that's why it's important to share a story stories like yours and all the other investors, because it gives people that confidence and the courage sometimes that they need to think, well, maybe I can do this too. And I can change, you know, what's happened in my family. You know, for me, I was like, I'm going to be the first person in my family to go to university, you know, and just to achieve certain things. Right. So I think you have to set those goals. And sometimes they come from different circumstances. Like if you haven't had a lot, this is, you know, almost like your survival skills kicking in and stuff like that. But I think it's Mm -hmm. important for people to be trailblazers so that you can show others that it's possible. And it's, you know, it's not such a stretch. Like we're not extraordinary people, but you can do extraordinary things. So I think yeah. that's important. One of the, one of the motivations for me around that was like my, I have kids, my, they're both nine years old. My son is, uh, my son has some very significant challenges in, in his life. He's, uh, he has ADHD and dyslexia and he processes in the second percentile of of all kids his age. So he is very slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not, he, he's just slow to process very intelligent, but slow to intake. Mm -hmm. So he's got his challenges. And really, I just needed to, I wanted to set an example for him that he can dream and he can 
believe uh, in himself and he can set, he needs to set the bar high for himself and he can do it and he can achieve those things. But how am I supposed to show him that the world is, is his oyster if I'm yeah. not going to go out and, and act that way? Yeah, no, I think that's huge. And it's so important. Um, now, I guess going back to investing and all the, the different things that you've gone through, uh, are you comfortable sharing maybe the craziest thing that has ever happened as an investor? Um, I mean, at one point, I did have a property manager who put in uh, somebody in one of my units that he eventually lit the unit on fire. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, that was that was, you know, not cool, uh, which, you know, that's what I think back to whenever somebody wants me to use my my rentals as uh, almost like a charity, like a give oh, back wow. sort of thing. And I'm like, yeah. you know, we did that once and it resulted in, you know, four people being displaced from their home. So yeah, um, yeah so no, we're not going to do that. Uh, that's probably the craziest <laughs> thing. Although I didn't, I was, mm-hmm. I was living overseas. I didn't have to deal with it, but that was a, that was a horrible time. Yeah, I would agree. I think anything that involves like flood or fires, <laughs> it's yeah. definitely not good for anyone in that respect. Yeah. Uh, now, I guess in terms of advice. So I think that, you know, we're all big believers in coaching and support and mentorship. What would you say is the best advice that you've been given over the years? Uh, probably the best advice is actually reasonably recent. About nine months ago, I had the opportunity to talk with, uh, with Brandon Turner and he, he talked about being a business architect and it, you know, envisioning what a company can look like from the outside in. And yeah. then, so, and he was basically said, just literally form the vision, fill in the details and start pushing forward. And what you're actually going to do is you're going to attract people who are actually going to help that, uh, vision become real. Yeah. Uh, like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So for me, this is why I'm talking about 3D printing modular or modularly 3D printing uh, multifamily homes. Uh, mm-hmm. We have some of that technology, but I want to, I'm hoping someone's going to hear this and they're going to be like, Hey, that's really cool, Dale. I want to be involved. Bingo. Yeah. You're the type of person I want to connect with. Yeah. Uh, so we've made the vision and now we're pushing towards that. So be a business architect. Yeah, no, I think that's so important. Uh, now, in terms of the projects you're working on right now, uh, what does that look like? And are there any opportunities for anyone to get involved? Yeah, so for me, the way my process goes, uh, or my process is going, I'm right here, I'm building what I would consider my production home uh, for a sixplex. When you build a subdivision, for example, you build a produ- or a show home, sorry, and then mm-hmm. you build the production homes afterwards. So I'm building my show home, not my production home. My show home right now, proof of concept that the model and everything works. And then we're going to repeat that. And once I have the development company built out in that manner and repeating, then the next step is to, uh, is to scale up into the, um, into, into taking over a modular factory, getting the 3d printing, um, capacity involved. And so, uh, right now, uh, I need to scale up from the two starts that we're hoping to do this year up to about eight starts in, uh, in three years. And that means that our capital raising goes from uh, from around two million dollar needs to eight million. Yeah. Um, so there's there's going to definitely be opportunities um, in a probably around four to six months. We'll start mm-hmm. to have more opportunities for uh, accredited investors, friends of family, exempt investors. Um, that will be that will be there. Um, yeah. Awesome. Did that answer the question? Yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> and obviously, people can reach out to you if they've got questions beyond today. Um, <laughs> now, in terms of your freedom number. So I know you Mm -hmm. said money's not necessarily important to you, but when you think about, you know, your journey as an investor and what it'll take for you to feel like, you know, you've made it and you've kind of reached that pinnacle, whether that's 
cash flow, number of doors, like people you've helped, like what does that look like in terms of a freedom number for you? Oh, I didn't know I could do pick something other than a financial number. Um, well, not everyone wants to share that. Someone even said, you know, <laughs> I, I reached mine, but they didn't disclose what, what that was. So everyone may feel differently about that. Yeah, I would. Um, yeah, I don't actually have a number. Well, you could call it two. Call the number two. Um, development company is number one. Yeah. 3D modular printing company number two. If I get those up and off the ground where I'm not, where I'm at the point where I've hired somebody, a COO to run each of those companies, mm -hmm. um, that that is where I will feel uh, that's that's the financial freedom. Uh, the reality is though, uh, if I can go back actually to when, when I first quit my job, I was backpacking through South America with my wife and we were having drinking cervezas at 1 p.m., just because we could. And I looked at her one day and I said, this kind of sucks because there was no purpose and there was no, I wasn't giving back to society. I wasn't actually doing something productive. Yeah. And so it's fun for a while and having vacations is nice, but yeah. um, no, I like being productive. So actually my, when I think about my work-life balance and my freedom number is, I, you know, I'm still working 20 hours a week, yeah. right? Because I can. Yeah. Um, and because I think I'm, everyone I'm needs a sense value. of purpose is really what you're you're coming down to saying, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, obviously the title of the podcast is inspired to invest. So with that being said, are there any particular quotes that really motivate you or inspire you to continue on this path? Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I would say, you know, I'm all about self-improvement. Actually, I'll go back to Winston Churchill. Uh, I'm a big Winston Churchill fan and, he, and I can't quote it exactly, but he basically said one day that, um, you know, as you go through life, there'll stretch before you this ever winding, ever lengthening road. Uh, and, and even far from being, uh, um, oh, how does that go now? Basically it, it, it shouldn't discourage you. It actually only adds to the joy and the journey of the climb. It's like, the, yeah. it's more opportunity to learn and grow and do more things and do more things, even though you're never going to get it all done. Yeah. Um, that that's, that's what living's about. Yeah, no, I think that's really interesting and it's smart because like enjoy the journey, not the destination, right? That's yeah, enjoy the journey. Exactly. So that being said, how can someone get a hold of you if they want to get in touch? Yeah. So uh best way to to get a hold of me, you can head over to uh Facebook and go check out Develop with Dale. Uh, or you can find me on Instagram as well. Uh currently working on getting uh getting a website up. And actually I am building a uh call it a guide an ebook um we'll see how long it ends up getting um it's about the the risks of uh investing in uh land developments mm -hmm. and how money partners how investors can uh properly vet those deals to uh to mitigate their risk and and uh and make smart investments so i'm building that out right now and that will be available on my website developwithdale.ca uh probably in the next week or so from recording Awesome. So we'll make sure that we include that below. And obviously, thank you for joining us today. I know that you've had a, a really busy day, so I appreciate your time. And of course, for anyone watching, thank you for your time. And if you like this episode and you want to see more content like this, make sure you subscribe and you're following along at Inspire to Invest podcast on social. Thanks again to Coast to Coast Homes and Real Power for bringing you this episode of Inspire to Invest. The views represented on this podcast are for general information only and does not constitute investment or other professional advice or an offering of securities. 
The host and guests featured on Inspired to Invest make no representations as to the performance of any particular investment. Should you decide to make an investment, you are responsible for conducting your own review and analysis. It is recommended that you obtain independent legal accounting and tax advice from licensed professionals.